All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hey there it's michelle norris i'm host of a podcast called your mama's kitchen when i travel i'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when i'm not at home and one of the things i love to do when i am at home is entertain and airbnb allows me to do that when i was in california recently i rented a house that had a great kitchen and when we were sitting around the table we're all thinking we're in someone else's house someone could be in all of our homes as well If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Uh, happy Monday, everybody. Brent Wallace here uh, alongside uh, Jason York and Bobby Ryan, two players also involved in the Tanner Janot trade. Uh, guys, <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, have you seen that trade? Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Crazy. Nashville. We're doing all kinds of stuff right now. Did someone yeah, explain um, it to me? The, no, I can't. That, that's like one of those ones you just throw in NHL 99 when you were making trades back in the day and hope it stuck. And um, it did, but I, I, I have no idea what that was. I, I saw it come across. There's a buzz around Nashville right now, and people are not happy with, with the Preds um, and what they're doing. So I, I don't know, but that seems like an overpayment. But I, you know what? If they win the cup again because he's a guy that puts them over the top, then they're all good trades, I guess, right? Tampa's t- Tampa's crazy. It's it's like they know something that everybody else doesn't know because right. they get players, the guys they draft guys in the sixth, seventh round, they turn into superstars. So I don't know. I I don't know how you give that much up for a guy like that. But hey, uh, like that's a great point. If they win, then it's worth it, right? And if if they get they could easily get bounced in the first round this year, especially the way Toronto's playing right now. Like with 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 that, we haven't even talked about that O'Reilly trade. Like how good of it! I love that trade, fellas. Just a, I know it's off topic, oh, yeah. but 
Yeah, no, the Preds, and then they just brought, they're bringing Trotzy back, uh, Bobby and Wally. How about that? Barry Trotz, never been yep. a, a GM yep. in the league, but uh, I will tell you one thing about Nashville, having played there, they love familiarity there. They love to keep it, yeah. to keep things kind of status quo, and they're a pretty loyal organization, I tell you. Yeah, I was, um, I, I was surprised. Um a first time GM, but I don't, I don't know. Barry knows the league well enough and players well enough. And he's obviously coached forever yeah. and been successful. So I think he'll be fine in that role. Um, but you, I, you were right. I, I had heard that Poyle really wanted his son to become the next GM and then finally gave up on it and decided to move on, yeah. um, which yeah. is why he stuck around a few extra years, but all speculation on my part. I don't know, but I, I think Barry is going to be really, really good in that role. Do you know what? Have you ever, have you ever uh, had Trotsy, Bobby? I haven't, no. No, just played against them all those years. And then, obviously, the playoff series where I, I was suspended for games yeah. three and four against them. Um, yeah. But that's about it. I'll tell you this, Wally. For for coaches, I've had a lot of different coaches. I've had Brian Murray. I've had Scotty Bowman. I've had Ron Wilson, uh, Barry Melrose. A lot, of different, a lot of different cats. Um, uh, Barry Trotz, Dave Lewis. But of as far as people go... I don't think there's a better guy, a better person that I've ever played for than, than Barry Trotz. And, and people always say, yeah. hey, why was he so successful? And then I'd say, because we were afraid if we lost, he'd get fired. <laughs> We'd get a real asshole That's in awesome. here. Yeah. So we, it was, seriously, guys, if we, were on a, if we were on a losing streak and we had lost five in a row, we, we'd have a team meeting like, boys, let's buckle down here. Trotz is going to get canned. And this is back when Mike Keenan was wheeling around the league. We could get Keenan in here if we keep this up. So <laughs> let's let's figure it out here. So, uh, but it's that's what I always say, and I don't know about you, Bobby. I, I know we're rambling here, but talking about what a head coach does technically and systems and structure, it's all bullshit. Your yeah. assistant coaches handle all that stuff. The job of the head yeah. coach is to motivate the players and to figure out how to get the best out of every single player. That's what the good guys do, and that's why Trotz lasted so long. So um, that's all it is. That's, that's at least, Bobby, from, from my years playing, that to me was a good yeah. head coach, if he could get, get the team to play. I agree. I agree. We won't go into it. You can see Wally stress. And who's this show brought to you by? Bob? I know. Come on, get the sponsors in. <laughs> Wait, I got, one, I, I, got one, I got one last thing. I will, I will do my job. Um, Bobby, you said that there's a buzz around Nashville right now. That does the Tanner Janot trade not send the signal that they're looking to next year and not this year? Now, for people that don't know the deal, uh, Tampa gave up a first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and they were like, "No, we need some more," uh, and got Cal Foot. Yeah. Like, does that not signify that they're perhaps looking to move on and not they're not in this year? Yeah. I live in a community here with a lot of season ticket holders and I was playing golf with two of them yesterday who are going to the game on Tuesday. And they said, well, they, they were the ones that brought the Barry Trotz thing up to me yesterday. Cause she was reading it as we were playing golf. Nonetheless, she's like, I guess we're going into a rebuild. And I said, I don't know if you're going into a rebuild. I don't think you can, when you have Johansson, Duchesne, Yossi, all those guys tied to big money, you got to retool. Mm -hmm. But yes, it, to me, it signifies that they're, they're not looking towards this year. They're kind of writing this year off as a yeah. lost year and they're they're trying to retool for next year in some sense but if you get four draft picks for a player that's got 14 points and a player of cal foot's stature you're making that trade all day long and um and yeah you're yes. moving on you're moving on from them yeah 
Absolutely. I, I love it. Bobby, I love it. Business on the on the golf course. You're getting things done on the course, eh? Do I'm here for the people, guys. Some... Not, that's it. Right? Yeah. I, I was, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said, hold on, let me stick this to five feet. And I, I missed the green, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we will get to more golf in uh, later in the show when we bring up uh, Yorkie's home videos. But first, uh, now I'll do my job. Uh, this show brought to you by Botano. <laughs> Go to botano.ca, uh, download the new app. Uh, the award-winning app, by the way. Uh, the game starts now with Patano. They have an online betting and casino. Uh, and we will get to our lock of the day later. By the way, boys, we're on fire of late. Uh, Bobby's over 500, so we'll see if that continues tonight as the Sens take on Detroit in these crucial back-to-back -back games. Um, and I, I wanted to bring up and start with this about Detroit and Ottawa. Uh, is this basically these two games signify what's about to transpire as the trade deadline approaches on March 3rd on Friday? Um, yeah, I, yeah, you kind of have to think so. Obviously there's traction around some players on the Sens. Um, but if they go, if the, you know, they get four points here from a team that's directly in their way, it's a big step forward. And you kind of, you wonder if they're going to add a little bit and try to make a push. And we've said it before, the worst thing you can do is finish in 17th place, right? Um, it's the last thing yep. you want. So I think this is a very, very big week, and Pierre is going to be watching, and Pierre is going to be very, very busy on the phone trying to figure out exactly what this team needs or what this team can move going into Friday. That's that's my general thought on it. But um, yeah, it's a it's a huge, huge week for the organization and and a team that you know has been in their own little rebuild. This is a real good sticking point for to see where you're at. So we always want to win games right and and sometimes if you have back-to-backs you're like okay we we got 500 the worst possible scenario for these next two games is if they win one and lose one because you're you're still gonna be in the murk and you're like oh, okay if we still win so to me I, hey win win both these games and then you're like oh we're that much closer and, and if you lose both of them then, then you know you're a you're, you're a seller for sure, for sure, for sure. They still should be probably selling what they can, but the, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's it's, it's they're, they're still mathematically in there. And I don't know if you guys checked the scoreboard last night, though, fellows. The worst possible scenario for the Ottawa Senators uh, happened. Every single team that's in the mix above them won, <laughs> and and they've yeah. been getting some good some good fortune with that the scoreboard watching the last week it was like oh this team lost this team lost and like okay technically they might still have an opportunity but last night um not a good night and then these two games yeah it's um they're, they're gonna wait i think they're gonna wait right until the last possible moment to see exactly where they are uh and, and then make a move but we'll see i don't uh I, I, I still think, Bobby, you said the worst thing you could do is finish 17th. I, I, I think that's exactly where this team's going to finish, just outside the <laughs> yep. playoffs. Because they've got – when you uh, these young guys, man, they, they don't care. They just want to win games. They want to win games. And, yeah. And I think they're going to push right till the end. And um, that's just my prediction. I, I, hey, I could be eating some crow here, but I think they're going to finish just just outside of the playoffs. And that's okay. That's okay. It's, it's, uh, at least they'll still play some meaningful games. And it's a major stepping forward. Uh, it's a it's a major build upon yeah. from where you've been in the past. I mean, you know, I mean, you're looking at Washington, who you're four points behind. Like the the they've they've won a lot of games of, as of late. The Sens in the last whatever ten they haven't moved because everybody else is finding ways to get points. Now 
there's four games in hand just on Washington alone. Um, and, and generally, you know, two and three, but only two, um, with, with Detroit, they have the same amount of games played. So this is a huge four point. Like you got to get four points in these next two games and then you can really decide where you're at. Exactly. Are they going to get those points with Cam Talbot in goal? And I, my point is, are we going to see Cam Talbot moved? And what does that signify about what was the point of bringing him in? Was there was there a plan to keep him, or was this uh, a wait and see kind of if Cam would accept to try and stay here and sign an extension? I'm just at a loss. If they made this deal for Gustafson to bring in Cam Talbot only for 50 games of the year, was it a mistake? Uh, Yorkie, I'm going to start with you. Okay, is he is he starting tonight? I don't know yet. It... Well, what if he goes off and wins starts and wins both these games? You beat Detroit, boom, boom, and then he gets a little hot here. And then it gets really confusing come trade deadline. You got Talbot on a heater, like, wow, if we keep him, maybe we can somehow uh, have some a magical run here where he gets hot. It's just... It's again, it's in that it's that situation where you we'll see. I, I think this is a conversation that's gonna be we'll have our answer, I think, very shortly. I, I think let's see, like it's these are huge games, man. Like that's if if you win these two games, it's gonna it's really gonna put an excitement into this team. Not that they haven't been that excited because they've been on a they played some really good hockey lately, fellas. So I wanna see how Talbot does it. He gets the start and how he plays these next couple games. Well, he won't play back to back. Well, let's see how he doesn't want. Let's see how he doesn't want. Well, no, couldn't it? Yeah. That's not the Ottawa Senator way. They're always flipping. And Matt Sogard, by the way, Matt Sogard is 3-0-1 and has looked every bit as good as anybody else that's been in goal of late. So Sogard's got to get a start. No, I agree. Um, My only only thought was it sounded like they tried to extend him and he he didn't. He didn't really want to. I don't know if that's the the true report right. from what I read, but at the same time, I think that the plan was this year, and we've said it before. This was about job management for GMs and coaches saying we need to make a push. We need to show whoever's coming in next that we're right there. So you bring in a veteran goalie that's supposed to stabilize you, and he's had an up and down year, and he's been great at times and really you know suspect at times. I I I do think if if I'm Pierre Dorian at this point, you have a guy that's already turned down a. a an offer and you have Sogard and you have um, Mandelis who's in, you know, been okay. And you have Forsberg already locked in and you hope that he's healthy next year. Yeah. You move on from Talbot, you get it, you get an asset, um, you know, depending on where that pick lands, it could be a great asset for the team. So I, I personally would, because you already extended, tried to extend them. And he said, no, that's, if you have a guy that's not going to be in the picture, just move them. If, if, if guys, yeah, go ahead. I'll make your point, and I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll hear. I want to hear you have to say. All my point is, if they try, he came here, he signed as a free. If he turned down the extension, what does that say? Is he not happy with the organization, the way it's run? Is he not happy with the direction of the team? There's got to be a reason for him to want to turn down the extension, and I don't believe it's got to do with taxes. No, there's all kinds. People make such people make such a big deal about taxes. There's so many ways that guys can get around taxes with trusts and certain things. But if I'm the GM, if if I'm making the call, I'm hoping I get Talbot one of these games here. He plays really, really well. Give him another start. Plays well, and then you move him. Because if I I didn't hear that report, but if that if that in fact is the truth that that he didn't 
he balked at re-signing, then you have to move him. It's no question about it. You got to move him, get what you can for him, and move on. And I like Forsberg, guys. I'm a, I don't mind starting next year with, with, with Forsberg and, uh, and Sogard, if that's what you want to do. I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, but no, if, if, if you've offered a guy and you've turned it down, you got to move him. Why? Especially at this age, it's, it's, he's on the back nine of his career. And it's not like he came in and, and lit it up. It was, it was really good and it was inconsistent. So it wasn't, you didn't get what, what, what you really thought you were going to get this year for whatever reason, some injuries, some inconsistencies, it happens. Well, so 18 me, games I, with I'm, injuries. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm probably moving on from them and, and, and getting what I can. Yeah. A hundred percent as well. I mean, there's so many other reasons he might not like it here. Right. Maybe. And, and like, please don't take this for anything, but maybe his wife's in his ear going, Hey, it's, my, it's minus 20 here some days. <laughs> like, um, you know, uh, it's true. That is, that's the thing. Um, I'm, please don't, hey, you know, this week, people, people that are, yeah, people that are listening, please understand that I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's a possibility. Um, there's also, you know, he, a guy that's on the back nine of his career, yeah. he's going, maybe I could go somewhere, catch on as a backup and take a run at this. He's in win now mode, right? Yeah. That's, that's yeah, where you're yeah, at yeah. at that stage of your career. So um, lots of All reasons right. and taxes are a big one. There are ways to get around it, but taxes are a big one. So, you know, pure speculation, yeah. but I do think that they move on from him this week. Bobby, I love it. Throw the yeah, NHL wives right, right under the bus. No, 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 didn't do it. it. Listen, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> But you never know. It, it, you never know. There was, yeah, there's been know. lots of wives that showed up and went, uh, this isn't where I want to live when you're not around it's and I'm going to shovel the driveway. Yeah. Where's, Talbot, where's Talbot from? Where's Talbot from? Oh, I don't know. Is he, is he American or Canadian? I, I should know this, by the Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Well, well, you're gosh, supposed to know these things. Come on. Listen, if but I try to do some of your own prepared work. Uh, she's a good, if she's yeah. a good Western Canadian He's a girl, Toronto guy, yeah. Uh, then they're Toronto guy. <laughs> yeah, born in Caledonia. <laughs> um, there you go. There you are. All right, we're moving on. Uh, 
Austin Watson also uh, is in trade talks, as is um, Nick Holden, possibly. Uh, so if if Tanner Janot got uh, a first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and Cam uh, Cal Foot, is Austin Watson at least worth two first rounders? <laughs> no disrespect. No disrespect. No disrespect. Yeah. Hey. But, uh, I have no idea what the market is on a guy like that. He's just, you know, he, he gives you a little depth. It gives you a little toughness. Actually, I thought he was, in, I thought he was very, very, that whole line was really good in Montreal, mm-hmm, but, Montreal. um, but he's a guy that you can stick in there, you know, and, and, and to give you a different element. So I think teams will covet a guy like him on Friday, but he feels like a last minute Friday deal to me, um, you know, with a couple more games this week. And if, if you don't get anything for him, you keep him in. You know, maybe he finds a way to extend himself. I doubt it here. But that being said, I would be moving him and I would hope for a fifth round pick or a fourth round pick, something in that area. And you get an asset, you thank the player because he's been pretty good for the Sens in his time there. Um, and, and that's it. That's, you know, end of discussion. You just wish him well. Yeah, I, I really I really like what Austin Watson brings to the table. It's not necessarily yeah. mm-hmm. it's not necessarily what he does on the ice. What he does on the ice, I think. It is what it is, right? He's he's a good he's a good depth role player. He's tough, and from what I hear, he's great in the room. I hear he's a great room guy. Got some old school in him, and and you saw the other night, no hesitation to jump in there. That was a great scrap, by the way. Was, um, yeah, and it's just there's there's not a lot of those guys left in the league. They're they're a dying breed. That that type of player. A lot, a lot of teams now throw the young guys on their fourth line, just a bunch of young guys, and aren't making a lot of money and. They're just they're just a faceless number that's now part of the NHL. Where Austin Watson's like he's got some personalities. He's, he's a guy that I like him. So it, he's like you yep. said, Bobby. It, we we're not gonna really talk much about his game. It is what it is. He's tough and he's fourth liner. He's got a few goals. So uh, he'll be missed though. He'll be missed. Guys like that around the around the locker room. Those are those are important guys. It's it's more what they what they do for you off the ice for your young guys, leading by example, all that stuff. And I know he's a great example too because he's been sober for a long time, which is also a, a great story. He battled some demons. So uh, yeah, I, I I would see him get moved for sure. Though I, I agree with you, Bobby. Probably a maybe a fourth, fifth, right? Yeah. By the way, uh, five goals puts him ninth on the team in goal scoring. I know he takes a lot of heat <laughs> for his play, but. He's got five uh, goals on the year. Like he's been able to contribute. I like him. Uh, but he came to our golf tournament a couple of years ago, and he is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. And Great if you dude. Didn't yeah, know yeah. him, uh, and you only read the stories about what happened in Nashville and everything. Uh, it would completely change your entire mindset. Uh, Austin Watson, a lot is of guys, one of those good people, and so a lot totally of guys at my end. A lot of guys at my golf club golf with him. They say they say he's a pretty good golfer, by the way, Bobby. Good uh, hits, yes, pretty yeah, good. Crush a ball. And, yeah, I heard he's a yeah. great golfer. I heard he's a gr- great guy, too. So, yeah. No, we'll I've see. Heard all the yep. same. Okay, uh, Bobby, i got to throw something at you. Um, we're going to do a Renfrew okay. Pro sponsor read, and I want you to uh, do the promo. Uh, so, Alex, yeah. uh, put up the board and uh, go. <laughs> As always, as always, keeping the shows held together by Renfrew Pro Hockey Tape. Renfrew Pro continuously evolves its products to ensure that every roll of hockey tape optimizes performance, regardless of the type of hockey stick you use. RenfrewPro.com is available to all major retailers, and it's the only tape I've ever used. Nailed it. 
Renfro, uh, Wally. The one with the green core. Wally. Yeah. Wally the one with the, oh, the green core. Damn it. Wally might be yeah. getting a little nervous here, man. This might turn into a That's two-man it. pod. <laughs> oh one take. One take wonder. I will take my talents elsewhere then. Uh, oh, very good, Bobby. Very goodness. proud of you. Thank we will you. see how Yorkie does coming up with BEI in a sec. I'm a professional. Oh, I, I'm, I'm out of here. Um, there's a couple. <laughs> hey, go back to the Montreal game before we move on. Uh, Julian Goche played his third game. Uh, he picked up a goal, played just 10-14, but certainly had an impact. And Mark Kastelik, who played his first game back, uh, he'd been sent down January 21st, so a month. Um, Bobby, what did you see from Mark Kastelik, who, by the way, 74% in face-offs, and I, I think yeah. two of the face-offs led directly to goals, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So this is a big thing with your fourth line, and generally you're going to have a pretty good face-off guy on your fourth line that you can elevate if you need to. But if your fourth line does not start with the puck, it, it's a long night for your fourth line. If he can go in there and, I mean, 74 is a great night, but if he can go in there and give you 50-50 draws every night, that's a big thing. So they, the, the Sens on the fourth line were able to start with the puck a lot of the times, um, which is, which is it's, it's a big deal. I thought he was great on the forecheck. I thought he commanded the puck. I thought he was good down low a few times. Um, all in all, exactly what you want to see from a guy that's probably got a little piss and vinegar after being sent down and coming back into the lineup and um, – had a really, really good showing for his stock as that fourth line center for the rest of this year into next year. That's, but you need to see that consistently from him every night. Um, and then, you know, got rewarded by being on the ice for a few goals. And um, this, I think it was the, the Watson goal, the screen that he provided on the Watson goal. I mean, the, the goaltender had no clue where that puck was. Um, and just a great screen, got, got his body to the front, took the eyes away. Um, so, you know, recapping and overall, I thought he was, I thought he had played a tremendous game in his first game back. Yeah, I'm just, I was just checking out his, uh, his career stats. He's only played 64 career games, fellas. So he's 23 years old yeah. and everybody makes a big deal. He got set down to the minors. He's done. He's finished. No, he's, he's, the guy's 23 years old. He's a young guy just starting his career, figuring it out. And he's got to, he's got to be really good defensively when he's in the lineup. And if he makes a mistake defensively, He's going to hear about it. If he does another one, he's he gets sent down. He does he doesn't have the the rope where a a guy like it's a bad comparison, but a Stutzel. If Stutzel makes defensive mistakes, it doesn't matter because he's gonna right. he's gonna Shane let Pinto. Him it the front. Yeah, like they get they right. get yeah. It's like on the golf course, they get extra mulligans. Kastelik, he's not getting those mullies. He doesn't get two off the first tee. He's he's uh, he's got to go play it, and, uh, and if he does it again, he's he's sent down. So I like him. He's, but he's got to be good defensively because that's going to be his role. And uh, being a good face-off guy, yeah, your fourth line. The last thing you want is your fourth line having to play in the D zone because it's usually not going to be a good exactly. thing. They win the exactly. puck, get it deep, and get after it. Yep. Very much agree. I will say this is a bit of a uh, – like, let's give a bit of credit to the Sens organization because – we always, oh, how could you send out Mark Kastelik or how did you send out Ridley Gregg or Ridley Gregg should still be in the lineup. These guys still need to grow and mature. And when you see Kastelik yeah. come back, he was, I'm going to say he was dominant in that game. Like the Sens were 46% or 48% in faceoffs and he's 74%. He did his role and he made an impact. Those guys get to go down, play a lot of minutes, figure out a bit of yeah. their game and come back up. I don't have a problem with this. And I... I just wish that people would understand that sometimes you just need a little bit of seasoning and help uh, playing perhaps in the minors just to fix your game. It's not, bit. it's not only that. And I know Bobby spent a little bit of time. I spent three years in the minors. 
when you're in the NHL and you're doing his role, you're, you're, you're what, getting 10, 12 minutes? You get out of the minors, he's probably playing 18 minutes, and then you, you start feeling really good about yourself. You, 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 yes. You're into the game, the entire game. You get more touches with the puck. And, I don't, hey, the American Hockey League is a really good league. It's not the NHL, yeah. but it's a great league, and it's fast, it's hard. So, hey – Never a bad thing. It's never a bad thing for a guy to go down and get a little more seasoning and, and get some more touches, and it makes you more confident. It's um, if, yeah. if you go down with the right attitude, if you go down and you sulk and you piss and you moan and you act entitled, then, hey, it's, it's going to bite you in the butt. Because a lot of times teams, they'll test you too. We're going to send this guy yeah. down, and we're going to see what this guy's attitude's like. And the, the coach is going to report back, hey, this guy is an entitled uh guy here and then all of a sudden you've dug yourself in a hole so obviously he went down there did the right things and now he's back it's the exact point i was going to make um it's very easy to get stale in the nine to 12 minute mark um you know when you're when you're when you're playing nine to ten minutes whatever it might be every single night it's very easy to get stale so go down it might be a week it might be a month whatever you play a lot of minutes you get a lot of touches your confidence comes back up and then you get thrown back into the big time um the big league and we'll see how it translates so it obviously translated well for him and he obviously had the right attitude going down there the other thing too bobby and that, you know, I mean, the other thing too just to finish off when you are in the nhl for a long time and you're only playing nine to ten minutes you get out of hockey shape and what i mean by that there's hockey shape and there's being in shape you go down to the minors and you have to play 18, you get you get in shape in a hurry because you can ride the bike all you want. You can do that, but it'll actually make you a little bit quicker if you go down there and you're playing those. Believe it or not, even though it's a couple steps slower, just getting getting to play all the time will really help your pace. Agreed. Uh, Bobby, would you say you're in hockey shape? <laughs> no, um, no, I, I was playing two on two on last week uh, out there with the kids. And I was like, are we in Denver? What's the altitude here? Uh, so no, there is zero hockey conditioning shape right now. It's a, it's a different guy. Uh, I'm, I'm pear shaped right now. <laughs> but you said you're going on the shredder, the shredder diet right now or something. The shred. Yeah, I got, I got on, uh, I started Saturday morning. I'm down three pounds. So I got some of the the bad food out from Idaho. We 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 eat like pigs oh. up there. But uh, I'm on my way back down. <laughs> so okay. the no carb, the low yeah. carb diet. I've been in Arizona since Wednesday, and we're on the gout diet. Uh, red meat, <laughs> red wine, the all gout diet. My God, I couldn't even feel my hands last night until I said bad. That's oh. it. You got back on the plate, and you were already <laughs> swollen. <laughs> <laughs> Get me back. That's to auto. I, need the I would always, you wake up after a night out on the road and you just hope your dress shoe fits. We went out last night, but you'll, you'll love this. Yesterday, yesterday, actually, I sent a, uh, well, a couple of pictures. It snowed. It snowed in the morning here in Arizona. There were people taking pictures. This, I'm not, this isn't, this is true. It was hailing, snowing. When we went for brunch at noon, unbelievable. Everyone was like, what the hell is going on here? It's, it's Scottsdale, Arizona. By the nighttime, it was sunny, 10 degrees. Me and my brother, my two brothers there, Jeff and John, his buddy Richard, we got nine holes in at uh, 5 o'clock. We did the three-cup challenge. Three clubs, three balls, three beers each. Oh, I love it. Did yep. you win? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, I won. I went driver. I went with the driver, yep. the pitching wedge, and the putter. That's you know, that's great, the key right uh, there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, people always make the mistake in a three club challenge, and they and they don't take the putter. Most important yeah. club in the bag, right? It is, that's and you take a seven iron. I'm like, you, you got to try and hit a seven iron 110 yards. No dice. No dice. Uh, okay, well, uh, that Yorkie home video brought to you by BEI. Uh, and Yorkie, it's your turn to read the BEI ad. Well, this show, as always, is brought to you by <laughs> BEI. You know, they're hiring right now, Wally, so you should get your resume because Wally did a bang-up job earlier. Or Sorry, uh, Bobby did a bang-up job earlier. So uh, they're hiring for the summer. Lots of good positions. Great place to work. And I hear... They've got a great HR uh, department there, and they treat their employees unbelievably. BEI, look them up. <laughs> but might want to help you give out the uh, website address, BonisherExcavating.com. Uh, they are the ones helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. Speaking of, every Friday afternoon, they have pizza and they play uh, pickup hockey. No way. So Do you play? Yep, yeah, life's good at BEI. I don't, you know, they don't invite me. Probably I'm too good. <laughs> I'm too good. Uh, <laughs> we got to move on. Oh yeah. By the way, uh, I'm going to get in the lock of the day now before we get back to some uh, storytelling time. Uh, tonight, the Sens first of back-to-back -back games with uh, Detroit. Uh, the, by the way, the Red Wings come in uh, with the second best yeah. road power play in the league. Some people are surprised by that. Uh, mm. So as we take a look at the lock of the day, brought to you by obviously Botano. Go to Botano.ca. The uh, the Sens have the fourth best record in the league, or tied for, uh, over the past month, 8-3-1, and one, uh, facing a Detroit team that's obviously just ahead of them, and they are playing some pretty good hockey. Uh, tomorrow we'll talk about the rebuilds. Uh, Yorkie, you remain atop with the gold helmet, so I'm going to uh, let you pick first. Okay. Uh, this is a tough one. Back-to-backs. Um Ottawa mm. didn't have a great, uh, they were inconsistent against Montreal. They got it done. I think they'll be, I think they'll be ready to go here. I think they'll be ready to start this game against Detroit. I like Ottawa to win game one of this two game series. Okay. So this is, this is a tough one. I agree. Um, Cause both teams have played very good hockey lately. Obviously the inconsistency against Montreal you can talk about, but I'm, I'm going to take the wings. Um, they've, They've just been on such a heater. They lost to Tampa on the weekend, but they outplayed Tampa. Vasilevsky just turned in a performance for the ages. I watched part of that game, and he was incredible. Mm -hmm. But it w but the Red Wings controlled that game um, for a lot of it. Like, almost start to finish. I think they, at one point they'd only given up 12 shots into the third period. So I, I like the Wings in this one. And I feel like I, I feel like I'm taking the, the whoever the Sens are playing way too much, but I just like them on the road tonight. Um and I don't know. I, I I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna flip it tomorrow. But I do. I'm gonna take the wings in the first part of this series. So Bobby trying to get into more Red Wings alumni games, and Yorkie is out of the Red That's Wings it. alumni games. Clearly. <laughs> uh, That's it. Boy, the Sens look so good at home, but I think Detroit yep, yeah. is just a little harder to play against. I will take the wings in this one. Uh, to win this tonight, but I'm like Bobby. I'm probably going to change that pick tomorrow. Um, yeah. But that's the lock of the day. Over under set at six and a half. I think it's over. Well, does it even like matter? Every time we, 
Every time we pick it, we never get credit for it. Like, oh, here's Yorkie. Yorkie's all upset about this. He, 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 it because he knows time. we're coming okay. for him. He knows we're coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, over okay, I can see hey, it. You can pick the hey. I can see it in his eyes That's right it. now. He's stressing his you're stressing your pick now. You're yeah. you're you're thinking I'm, about flipping yeah. to the wings because it's two against one. I, I'm completely stressed. Uh no sir. Um <laughs> I don't know. Over under, who cares? We'll be under. A goaltending <laughs> duel. Oh wow. Um all right, well, we'll discuss more about Detroit tomorrow. Uh, also, uh, Drake Batherson, I wanted to ask about this, uh, who, by the way, set a new career high in uh, – he already has the career high in points, set a new one in goals with his 19th against Montreal. That release on that toe drag shot yeah. is – well, mm -hmm. I, Bobby, you tell me. You're the 30-goal scorer. Uh, that, to me, is one of the best releases in hockey. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know where you put him in, in the – it's up there, especially on the toe drag shot. Like that, if you if you look at that shot in particular, it's his best shot, and he probably ranks very highly in that one. I don't know if his release is you know top tier um, when you look at the real snipers of the game, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, changing the he, he's very good, and you'll notice on a lot of his goals that he changes the angle very well. It's not always the toe drag, but he changes the angle of his shot as it's released, and uh, and that throws goalies off the scent a little bit. But that, you know, talking about that shot in particular, the way he held out onto that and picked his mark and, um, you know, the goalie had a little disruption coming towards the front of the net. So it might have it might have helped. But at the same time, it's just he's got an incredible shot. He, he's always had an incredible shot. I, I think it was his first goal in the league where he walked off the half wall off of a face off and ripped one right under the bar. And all of us on the bench went, oh, oh OK, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> you see it in practice, but then you you see it in a game and you just go, wow, OK, this kid can shoot the pill. So um I'm a big fan of Drake's game. I've, I've said that a ton of times, but I'm a really, really big fan of his shot. I think when he gets time and space to get yeah. that off, he's going to beat a lot of goalies. Especially high blocker on a righty on his yeah. strong side. That, that is really yeah. tough to do, to, to beat a goalie clean. I know there was a little bit of traffic there. Um, I talked about the releases in the game. It was almost like a, I'm not going to say he's got, I think Austin Matthews, obviously has one of the top releases in the game, but Austin always kind of pulls it, shoots it, changes the angle. It's kind of similar, a little bit of a right-hand version of the Matthews style. But uh, yeah. I, I I think Drake, the way he plays the game, I think he's going to be really good in the playoffs whenever the Sens do get into the playoffs uh, because he's kind of – he's not the quickest guy, right? But he's one of those guys that when he gets the puck – he can accept the contact and he's pretty good and tight where a lot of guys come playoff time. They can't get to the middle of the ice. They can't get inside the dots. I think Drake's going to be one of those guys that can get inside the dots come playoff time because he's really good at protecting the puck, Bobby. And that's tough to do, right? He's so many guys, they have to, they're on the outside. They, they're great when they have time and space, but it's a different story when you're inside and you're holding off a D, you got the puck here, but Drake, Drake to me is one of the best guys on the, on the Senators at doing that. Yeah, I would agree. I think I, I actually agree with everything you said, but you know, a lot of times we talk about the fact that he makes those tight little plays in space that other guys yeah. just can't. And that is huge in the playoffs when you got guys that are running around a little bit wired, a little bit amped up on adrenaline and, and things like that. He's going to, he, to me, he's a guy that's going to exude that same kind of patience in the playoffs. And that's going to be absolutely mm -hmm. huge for his game. Um, so I do, I think he's going to be a great playoff player as well. So what's missing in his game? And I'll go to the minus 30 only because I think it just leads to perhaps, 
defensive lapses. What, when you play with Drake or see in his game that he needs to fix? I think a big thing with Drake, and I can say this as a guy that wasn't very fast or, or quick off the mark either, his feet just got to be moving. If he's, if he's stagnant and if he's too slow and his feet aren't moving off the mark, then he's in trouble. And that's another thing is that he's got he's to have his feet moving in the defensive zone. I see him go out a lot of times towards the defenseman, kind of in that protect mode, don't get beat mode. But if you're not charging at that defenseman and making him move, um, you know, you're just setting yourself up for failure. I'd also like to see him get a little bit better on the wall coming out of his own zone. Um, you know, sometimes it's hard as a righty that puck gets rimmed. You're on your backhand no matter what. But that's another area of improvement that he could have. So, I mean, everybody can improve everywhere, but those are the those are the ones that stick out. Big guys that are slow to begin with have to have their feet moving, and they have to have their feet moving in the defensive zone. It was the biggest knock on me all the time. Um because you, you're not a floater, but you're you just you just forget because your engine doesn't run like this, like everybody else's. So um, I'd like to see him get to it's some areas a little faster. It's called in practice. There's guys that always look busy. You say this guy always looks like he's yeah. working hard. These little guys, their bodies are moving. They're like, oh look how look how hard of a worker that guy is. He's not working hard. He's just yeah. a terrible skater. So like, yeah, I could I, I, it's like a guy, guy like Bobby, guy like Drake, long stride. I was kind of the same. I skated straight up. So everybody always thought you weren't working hard. But when I watch yeah. Drake, this is my thing on offensive forwards. They've got so much confidence with the puck inside the blue line. They're not afraid to make plays. They, they just have this inner belief in themselves. But then when you get back in the D zone, for some reason, you don't have that same kind of confidence. You get worried, you get nervous. You go outside of the outside of the middle of the ice and you and you leave it unprotected because you're afraid of oh I got to get to that guy because I got to show everyone that I'm a really good defensive player instead of just being a little more confident defensively and I've seen Drake a few times this year well more than a few get caught outside of the middle of the ice take the wrong route to the point where instead of coming from the middle he comes up the boards yeah. and it's just it's just little attention to the detail in the defensive zone and this is yeah. the thing Bobby I know you'll love this because you're a here in an offensive guy not everybody can play offense but everybody can yeah. play defense because playing yeah. defense is just a mindset and it's it's just really paying attention to the details staying super focused and working really hard it's it's not that's that it's not it hard yeah. that's, that's all it is and for drake he just has to pay attention to the details because if you're a smart player like he is you you can play defense um, I was an offensive defenseman, yeah. but when I got to the NHL, hey, I'm playing with Paul Coffey. Guess what? I'm not an offensive defenseman anymore. I better figure it out in a hurry or I'm not going to have a job. So <laughs> you figure it out. <laughs> so for, I, uh, for Drake, I, I, I think you'll figure it out. What's that, Bobby? You made me think of a great story when you said something about the little guys with the engines always going and their feet are moving miles, uh -huh. like a mile, million miles an hour. And I'm thinking about... Jason Blake, I was standing on the wall in practice. We were doing a drill that was not, it was like a shooting drill. And he was busting up the ice so hard and so fast. And he went right by our line and I was standing next to a coach. And I looked at the coach. I said, holy hell, Blakey, take a nap because he was flying, right? <laughs> and, and then the coach, the, coach looked at, the coach didn't even look at me. He had the whistle in his mouth and he goes, million miles an hour to nowhere that guy it was so good so every time i see guys like that i think i think of blakey one of my favorite guys i love blakey man he was so much fun but yeah oh, um, i i didn't i never operated like that i was like you know we'll get there eventually we're just going to stride it out 
Log strides, log strides. Um, You're probably great in the yeah. bag, bag skate. End, end of the, you lost the game, coach is pissed off, you're doing laps, those nice long strides. Oh, it's, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Stay with the pack, boys. Stay with the pack. You'd always have one guy just, when you're doing a bag skate that's trying to jump ahead. And you get you got to slash rabbit. him to keep him in line. So he does <laughs> one rabbit. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Hey, Formy, Formington, slow it down just a touch. <laughs> like, we'll all get there, but we're, we're going to get there at the same time, pal. <laughs> But Bobby tended to be with the goalies a lot, I noticed. Oh, I knew what I was um, doing. <laughs> yeah, I hey, was Bobby. Doing. <laughs> Bobby, Simple was, math uh, and business was, decisions. My first year in the league, I'm playing in Detroit, and they've got, like, co Coffee's there, Iserman's there, Dino Cicerelli, all these old-school legends, and we're doing a bag skate. We're doing laps, and you do, you're doing the four corners, four corners. You have your seven yeah. guys. First thing... I think it was Ray Shepard says to me, he's like, Hey kid, don't be a hero here. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, okay. I'm like trying to stay on the team. I'm trying to make sure. So we're doing the laps and Shepard's like, slow it down, slow it down. <laughs> like, <God's sake. laughs> oh, yeah. God. You can't be lapping anybody as a rookie. You got to just make yep, simple business decisions and stay in the middle of the pack. And then maybe in that last lap, you just elevated a little bit first. <laughs> just a little bit, just a I, little. Yep. Yorkie, I meant to ask this earlier when you brought up Paul Coffey. Uh, were you nervous to play with him? Did he uh, was he good to you? Uh, what's it like to play with arguably one of the best defensemen in the game? He was unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. Um, the only sad part is I didn't get to play with him for very long because this was this was oh shit, this was a long time ago. Uh, I was to start the season with Coffey. They had me rooming with me. I was paired with him in practice. And I just played three years in the minors. I got to the point where I was their number one prospect. So I don't know if you remember what happened in 1994. I'm all set to have this unbelievable year. Detroit's rated first. 1994, York, Coffee going to play together. How about let's cancel the season? Let's cancel the season. Lock let's out. restart. Yeah. Let's restart her up in January, fellas. Uh, Bob Probert got in a little bit of trouble. So Proby... Um, Proby uh, ended up uh, leaving Detroit. No tough guy. Had to have a tough guy back then. So ended up getting, when we when we resumed, I uh, got traded to Anaheim for uh, the Grim Reaper. So my my uh, my thing with coffee, it was a couple years prior to that, I got to play with him when I get called up. So I probably ended up playing like maybe 15 games with him. But really great, really great guy um, and super funny. Like he had this line, right. if you ever did something, if, if I was in the room and I would do something, uh, you know, when you always got the wet gloves, take the wet gloves and you put them on the dryer, but it always makes them too hot, right? So your hands, you still sweat. So I'd take the gloves, I'd go drier, then I'd put them on top of the fan and coffee's like, it's pretty good, kid. It's good. I'll put that in the book. I'll put that in my book. That was always his line. <laughs> <laughs> I like did. that. I like that. Oh, yeah. That's great. It's super, uh... super, super. I'll just one more little story on him. Yeah, when we were in when we were in Vancouver, I was trying to make the team, and uh, it was an exhibition game, and uh, Coffee had a buddy there, Barney Bentall, uh, Barney Bentall, in Legendary Heights, old singer. So Coff was out with him the night before, and this was an exhibition game, so not a big deal. Next day, we have a game. First period, Coffee gets hit, starts yelling at the ref. The ref says, "Settle down, settle down." And all of a sudden, throws him out of the game exhibition game 
Coffee skates by the bench on the way out, pats me on the shoulder. He goes, there you go, kid. 5D now. Go show them what you can do. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. So, That's incredible. So it was twofold. He obviously didn't want to play the game, and he was doing me a favor, so I got a chance to, to go with 5D, an exhibition game, right? So just funny stuff like that that, that uh, you always remember stuff like that. For sure. Yeah. I love that. Uh, the- there's some players you just love to hear stories from. Um, so I expect you to bring him on the show at some point, Yorkie. So good luck with that. Done. Uh, uh, we are back tomorrow where we're going to discuss uh, the rebuilds between the two teams and see uh, who's done a better job. Uh, that's our show for today, boys. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Yorkie, safe travels home. We will see you all tomorrow. Uh, thanks for watching Coming In Hot, brought to you by Botano. See you guys. See you, fellas. Coming In Hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.